0: Welcome to the Westside Investors Network, WIN, your community of investing knowledge for growth. This is the Real Estate Professionals Investing Podcast for real estate professionals by real estate professionals. This show is focused on the next step in your career investing. Thank you for listening. And please, if you like our content, rate us on your podcast provider. And now, your hosts, AJ and Chris Shepard. In
1: today's episode, Zach will be joining us to talk about human automation process and how to leverage technology in the real estate industry. He's the head of the customer success at Lead Simple and helps plan, develop, and train people to use automation tools that help grow and scale their businesses. He also discusses the theory of constraints and how to use technology to resolve the constraints in a business and improve the overall process. Enjoy. All right, well we got Zach Perkampus with us today from Lead Simple. He's an optimization expert and he's been in the technology field a long time. Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself?
0: Awesome. Thanks so much AJ for having me on today. So, I come from a software background ever since I was I was fascinated with computers ever since I've been young and dad would bring home the latest cool thing as we were growing up and so just kind of grew up in technology, but I love people. And I love interacting with people. And so ultimately, my sweet spot is taking technology and merging that with helping people solve real world problems. So that's where ultimately, over the course of quite a few years, doing a lot of process consulting startups in Silicon Valley, ultimately have landed in the head of customer success position at Lead Simple, kind of merging everything that we're doing on the product end of things in with the best customer experience that we can produce for our clients so that our clients can serve their customers far better than, than they currently can and actually leverage technology and process automation to help add what I like to call human automation. So let technology help you do certain things so you don't have to spend time doing things that aren't value added. And Focus on things that you uniquely bring to the table. So that's a little bit about me. I love the outdoors here in the Pacific Northwest. I love getting outside, climbing mountains, riding my bike all around the world actually as well. So that's a little bit about me. That's
1: awesome. And so most of our listeners here are like real estate professionals, not necessarily all property managers. So I know Lead Simple is like a CRM, helps kind of organize and I guess streamline processes. Do you want to tell us kind of a little bit of what you're doing with them and how Lead Simple has, or kind of what it does.
0: Yeah, definitely. So just kind of at a high level, Lead Simple started back in 2013, focused on the property management real estate sphere. Focused on basically helping, particularly property managers, build out and optimize their sales process. Because the founders of Lead Simple had started a previous company to Lead Simple and discovered Doing that, that property managers are terrible at follow up, and sales was never a first class operation within property management. It was always second class, day to day operations were always where people would focus. So, we took all that knowledge, there weren't many CRMs at that point, and so Lead Simple focused particularly on the property management space to help streamline and optimize your sales process. Since then, we've taken all that knowledge and applied it to day to day operations, so optimizing your processes all the way from owner onboarding, property onboarding, all the way through to move in, lease renewals, move outs, and optimizing the flow of your company so you can be more efficient and scalable. And that ultimately obviously ties into your real estate investment producing more, not just for the property management company, but also having a better experience for your tenants and your owners ultimately. And that's what we want to facilitate is to help our clients provide the best customer experience they can to their owners and tenants.
1: That, that sounds awesome. So that's just kind of like an overview of Lead Simple. Now we're going to kind yep. of like dig into you. Like how? Yes. So how did you get started in real estate or kind of in that technology sphere that supports real estate?
0: Yeah. So backing up way at the beginning, like I said, interested in technology, I actually started in high school working for a software consulting firm. And that software consulting firm grew and merged with another one. And I was doing BD. B2B consulting, building out out software, Greenfield, as well as updating new and old systems for companies across the US. And so flying around the US, working with a bunch of different companies, and some of them ended up being real estate-related software companies. And so ultimately, I became far more interested in the space, just I'm also very much on the investment end of things. And so we can get into that a little bit in terms of what I'm planning to do around real estate investing. So I know that's a particular interest of the podcast. <laughs> but basically that was just very interesting to me. It seemed like so many people end up in real estate one way or the other. And I wanted to do it the right way and not the not the wrong way. And so an opportunity came up to slide into a a development position at Lead Simple, actually help build out the product more. And it was an offer. I wasn't looking to move at that point, but it was an offer I really couldn't refuse. And so I jumped in there with the founders of Lead Simple and really have fleshed out the product to a really broad degree. So basically, I know the back end of the product to down to the code level, but I also really ultimately love people. And so I pulled out of day-to-day software engineering into managing our success team, which is really the delivery mechanism of the product software is just a tool and it's just there. And there's so many pieces that you have that are, you know, more soft skills that actually go into implementing it, getting team buy-in and producing the value. So own the outcome is the core value here at lead simple. And that's what I'm all about. And I love the real estate and property management industry part of because I love its resilience. So like if we have a market downturn, there's always opportunity within this space. Now, either it's a seller's market or it's buyer's market. And if there's a downturn, you guys are going to have a lot more accidental landlords, it's going to weather that storm a lot better than other industries that I've seen. Obviously, you have to be prepared for that. But that's something that really interests me in real estate. And also, I love the fact that, you know, with market economics and everything we see going on, you can use leverage wisely to get into real estate in a way that sure. you may not have been able to. So.
1: Yeah. So uh, maybe tell us a little bit about what you're thinking personally in, in real estate or kind of what's going on there.
0: Yeah, definitely. So real estate, like I've said, obviously you have to have capital and you have to, you have, to have that. And so definitely having a career that can, can fuel fuel that personally is definitely important and that's where i'd encourage people to to start and focus and then just start learning and reading i would emphasize yeah listening to podcasts like this for for ideas as well as there's a bunch of really good books out there and focusing on your story and building your story and we'll we'll get into to that but personally for me I'm focused on right now in a position to buy in this year, and it's really just evaluating the market. You guys are in a similar market here, and I have an opportunity on a single family, three bedroom, two bath, basically what everyone wants right now, but it's a basically digging up deals directly with owners is my strategy, and trying to cut, so if you, possible, you- cut down on closing costs yeah. by doing a direct
1: buy. And are, are you doing that on the side?
0: Correct. Nice.
1: And then I got a question for you. Are you using Lead Simple to keep track of all that
0: stuff? (laughs) Yes. So I have Lead Simple. Obviously, I get get access to that. And also my entire team on the Lead Simple end, we use Lead Simple internally to track all of our our current clients as well as all of our sales workflow for just Lead Simple itself. So that kind of shows how flexible it is.
1: So what I think we want to do is we want, kind of want to dig into your core values Own the outcome, right? And like mm-hmm. maybe dig in a little bit into like how you help these companies out and what some of like our listeners may be real estate professionals that are maybe hiring their first employee or yes. trying to get some people to help them maybe part-time, maybe full-time. So how, I guess, can you kind of give us an example of like what you go in and help someone do by setting up the CRM and like right. what processes are easy to automate and how, how that can help free up that person's time so that they can spend more time on quality things.
0: Exactly. So I would say all of us have the conundrum of working in the business and then working on the business. So everyone has that conundrum and everyone has limited time. So what I like to do in many of you may have heard of this concept before but it's applying the theory of constraints so the theory of constraints was popularized by the book it's a novel the goal in small manufacturing so it's focusing on identifying the constraint within your current business or your current self where you're spending your time and then optimizing the constraint with the understanding that if you if you add capacity above the constraint or below the constraint it doesn't matter until that constraint gets bigger. So if you think about it as a funnel, then it comes down to a point at some point, the constraint, which may be your time in a particular area. It may be a particular person. It may be a department, depending on where you're at. But identifying that constraint, that is the only place that will actually affect throughput and the outcome in your business. So So kind of like on
1: on a basic, basic level, if you've got an hourglass and you've got the sand... Yes. Like you're trying to find that spot where only a little bit of sand can get through and how to open that up.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yep. So that's kind of the, the basic and applying that to manufacturing the book, the goal, I'd highly recommend. It's an enjoyable read. But applying that back as it relates to small business software and real estate is the most likely constraint you have is you and your time. That's just across the board. And it's not a matter of your skill. It's not a matter of if you can do everything because you probably can. It's a matter of should you be and how do you get to that incremental step of getting someone else to do it and delegating properly. So keeping all of those things in mind and in check applies. That's where I usually start with people, is talk about, okay, where we got to identify the constraint. What's the problem? What's, what's the true constraint here so that you don't assume one thing that truly isn't the constraint. We optimize it and then it it doesn't actually change anything. So that's classic. People go to conferences, they hear a ton of great ideas, but they end up picking the ideas that really aren't the current constraint. And then they're like, well, why didn't it work for me? Like, why, why didn't my business change and, then, and explode? So the constraint that I would want to focus on here is generally around the lack of, of use of technology to help you streamline and optimize. First, like, like AJ said, your sales and growth Process. Now, people are in different spots. Some people can't optimize growth and sales because their day-to-day operations, frankly, suck. So they, as an owner of a small business, get sucked into day-to-day operations all the time, and they don't have the capacity to go and focus on sales and growth and learning about that and optimizing it because their day-to-day operations really are a mess. So every business is gonna be a different point. That's generally what we find though. you you're, you're as an owner you're getting sucked into day-to-day operations even though you started in sales like most people that started the business i don't know about you and chris but you know one of you started on the on the sales end of things and it may not have been long you know you get about to that 50 100 door point and then you get sucked in to day-to-day operations you're no longer able to handle the sales process you need a you need a a process in place with automation to help plug someone into that because it's all in your head so that's what Simple really helps people do is, is take, take out of their head and out of their hands and put into a, not just a, a manual where it's just all written and someone reviews it once and then does something completely different, but into a, a software platform that allows you to keep it actionable. So it, you can actually do your tasks within Lead Simple, have automated emails, texts, phone calls all be tracked, which makes it a living process. So it can be updated. It's way more living than a, than a piece of paper or manual you train someone on the first time. And then that allows you to leverage other people and train them by having a process that's basically laid out for them. So that's really the the goal is to take out of the owner's head onto paper and then into a system that will help you hand that off and delegate properly. And that also ties into remote employees as well. I don't know that those of you that uh, have looked into that, but there's a lot of talent around the world that you can leverage if you have a system to keep that accountable and tracked and running smoothly. So that's something to think about too. If you're really strapped for resources and you need some help, there are a lot of really good resources uh, around the world that you could leverage and keep your costs a little lower.
2: Yeah, Zach, that's, hey, it's Chris (laughs) Shepard. Yeah, exactly. So what you're talking about is like maximizing technology to save time We're kind of a solo operator or maybe an operator yeah. with a small team. So, yeah, I'd like to, to just hear more about, you know, let, like, let's say we've got a property manager who's managing, say, a hundred units and he's working with a maintenance technician and they're just yeah. kind of managing that portfolio. You know, how how is that person supposed to get out of the business? Or, right like out of doing the work and into, you know, where they can actually work on the business or maybe they're able to focus on investing in real estate, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, are exactly. to go. Through.
0: So yeah, growth um, can come from different ways. Like growth can come from investing and getting more investors involved or it can come from you no know, accidental landlords or there's a lot of different opportunities. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So like what, what do you think is the low hanging fruit for that scenario?
0: Yeah, so that scenario is pretty classic. You got one to three people, usually around three, trying to manage 100 units. You're swamped and overloaded. Lease renewal season comes around. It's basically, well, excuse my French, but a lease renewal hell is pretty much a common term for that size because you got like 30, 40 leases that end up coming up in a really short period of time because of the seasonality. So what I would what I would say is again the constraint in that in that scenario is the the owner the person that's been has their fingers in everything and it's identifying the lowest hanging fruit that can be delegated to other people. So thinking about your unique value add if you are really operationally focused then it may be we need to look at optimizing the sales process that could be handled by someone someone else if you are more growth minded and you're able to dig up investors and do all that your time would probably be best spent in to fine-tuning your operations so that can be handed off so you can shift to your unique skill set so it's, it's okay. evaluating what your unique skill set is yeah. and then you're going to go one or two one you know basically one of two paths
2: all right so like let's say that they this operator is pretty good at sales and but you know they're running around with their, their head cut off (laughs) uh, trying to to run the business. Like, and it's difficult to hire when you don't have any processes. And so how can someone who is, you know, just overwhelmed with just doing the work actually find that time and energy to create the processes and then, leverage technology and then
1: other people help them get the work done. I think what Chris is asking too is like, what's the minimum next step? Like what's, what's their next step?
0: Yeah. So if you're in that boat, the next step is first you, you need to, you need to have a why. So Simon Sinek, if you guys heard about him, start with why you always have to have a driving force. There's going to be pain involved in any of these, you know, changes. Change is always you know, moving forward and there's always a little bit of pain involved. So you got to have a solid why, about why in the world am I doing this? Why am I in business? All that has to be in place. And then I would say what, what you're going to be focusing on in that case, if they're good at sales, is, is streamlining day-to-day operations, even if it's not your favorite thing. And there are a lot of good resources out there. I get connected in a group of people, someone that's ahead of you. So you need to be finding, finding either local or around the the NARPM is a great place to go to find some people that are way more experienced than you are, that are ahead of you, and then start having conversations there just to, for your own encouragement and growth. Just be like, this is a path I want to be on. I'm not where I want to be yet. So tie that in. That's a critical piece. And then really start focusing on documenting and streamlining your processes. But I would say don't reinvent the wheel. This is not rocket science, and it's part of what Lead Simple has developed as well. So we give everyone on the day-to-day operations side of things a really solid starting point with all the core processes. And then we also basically have different paths that we support. So if you want to do it more yourself, you can do that. If you want to work with our team of property managers and people have done this over and over again, then we, we support that as well. But there's plenty of people that have solid resources when it comes to operations, because that's where people have been focused in the property management space. Operations is like king and sales has always kind of been more of an afterthought. So there are really solid resources out there. I would leverage as well as get a mentor that's way ahead of you. And that's, you know, at the five, six, seven, eight thousand door point. There are a lot of really good people that you should get plugged in with just to have that encouragement and set up, you know, biweekly call with them. There are a lot of different ways to go in that regard, but you have to streamline your day-to-day operations before you start filling your funnel with a bunch of new leads that then get a crappy experience. Because if your operations are are really messed up and you can't leverage your team to execute well, then you're going to have a terrible customer experience and then all the marketing effort that you spend up front will ultimately be wasted as you lose those clients to a bad yeah, experience.
2: That, that has happened to just about every business <laughs> you grow, And then you break the system and then you know, and then you fix the system and then you're back to growing again until you break it.
0: Yeah.
2: Cool. So like your focus is technology and taking a process and then applying technology to it. Can you just like maybe pick an example of, of something that lead simple does with a simple process and then just give it a little more detail on like, how is that actually saving time? How does this make it easier to delegate and, you know, like what's, what's the overall
0: benefit? Yeah. 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 So I think, I think what I would start with, if we're continuing with that, I think break down property management into two core cycles. This won't be new to you all, but for the benefit of those on the listening, basically I break property management down into the onboarding cycle and the property turn cycle onboarding starts right after the sale has been made. You have a property management agreement contract signed. You go into owner onboarding, then you've got property onboarding for however many properties they're bringing on. If they're bringing on multiple, it's good to keep those processes separate because you have current clients that bring on new properties as well. And you don't need to do the owner onboarding steps. So you've got owner onboarding, property onboarding, make readies, you know, making the property rent ready. Then you've got marketing, 10 applications, move in. And that's like your first core cycle. The second core cycle in property management is lease renewals. So that usually starts 90 days before the lease is up, or some people do even 120. Then you, you know, move to move out. There's a lot of outcomes from lease renewals that I could get into, but usually you, know, you move to move out, which then flows straight back into make ready marketing, tenant application, and move in. As you can see, you can reuse those processes yep. because those two cycles are easily set up. So that's, that's the way Lead Simple has thought about it and the, the paradigm that we've applied. so usually I tell people, you need to start with one of those cycles to get the full value out of any sort of system that you adopt. And so generally, if your focus is on day-to-day operations because they're they're not really defined well, I tell everyone to start with lease renewals. It's a critical process. If you can streamline that, make it better and have more tenant retention, your unit economics are gonna go up Your experience for tenants and and owners is going to be better and that can really help you optimize as well as you can just come right back around and do owner and property onboarding afterwards as well as optimize your sales process. So keep in mind Rome wasn't built in a day, your processes, your business won't be built in a day. You have to take incremental steps. So usually that's how I break it down. And then we're going to start with lease renewals. For example, Lead Simple has an awesome starter base. That I like to say is about 60 to 70 percent there. We can't get it, you know, too much further than that because every business has different, you know, regulations, different fees, different plans set up. And so there's always gonna be some that you need to add, but we want to give everyone a starting point because it's way easier to update than it is to create. And that's something for you to keep in mind with your owners too, or just in your in your life. It's way easier to update than it is to create. And so if you're asking your people or your owners and or lead simple is asking our clients just to create all the time. That's way harder for them than giving them a starting point to show them what's possible and then let them update it.
2: That's so that is a really good point. AJ and I have spent a ton of time like creating processes and yep. having a starting point. And like, and we've asked our employees too to like create as well. Yep. And it, it, I can, I can just see the anxiety, you know, just, this like, Oh my God, I have to create something. So yeah, I think that that's an awesome point. Just giving them just a little starting point, little
1: well, one, point one thing right. that we did too is like, as we go through the day, you just start writing down like what you, what you're doing, like just every yes. step, just like write down the step. And then, I mean, it takes just a couple extra minutes, but just recording the idea of like the different steps yep. can really help out when you're essentially like programming or kind of like developing these checklists on yep. the process and what needs to happen, so.
0: Yep, that paper section, AJ, that you brought in is also something that we like to incorporate. So to help people holistically think about, you know, what is a process, when does it start, when does it end, who would be involved, and then breaking it down at that point. And again, we've applied that same principle too. It's way easier to update than it is to create. So we provide pre-filled worksheets to start with, along with our templates to help people get started based on that. And what I love about it is when you're not asking someone to create, you're asking them to update, they get in there and they're like, oh, well, I would change that. And I would change this. And it's funny to see you get more of a reaction, more of a buy-in, because there's less of that upfront cognitive load to say, you got to create everything from scratch. And that's something that leads people realized. We have to help people have a starting point. And then they'll they'll, have, they'll disagree with little things here and there. But the great thing about leads simple is we've made it as flexible as possible to basically be like Legos. So if you want to automate this little email here or change this text message here or make a call, at this point, it's all customizable. But it's easy to give someone a box of Legos and say, hey, go build a castle. But when you build you know, a really pretty cool castle and tell them, hey, now make this and update this castle to reflect your unique you know, building architectural structure, they, it's way easier for them to do it at that point that would be where i would say i would start you know in terms of optimization i'd start if you're focused on day-to-day your your core operations lease renewals is a great place to start because it it's one that's really easy to fall through the cracks and we've done a lot of cool things with data integration with all the major property management yeah. providers so,
2: so zach like i am very like less involved with process automation but i'm certainly totally. intrigued intrigued by it. So, do you want to just describe like some of the base level technologies that your that lead simple is leveraging like automatic yeah. text messages and yeah. automatic emails data integration just to like let everybody know kind of like here here is here's the payoff you know you can, right for at least renewal somebody is pressing a button and then clicking a few checkboxes and they have sent out. And then there's automatic emails coming back. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think at this point, sometimes there's not even like checking a a button. It automatically just like happens.
0: (laughs) Correct. Correct. So when we developed this, we knew data is king. Data is always king, having the data and personalization. So I talked about this a little bit at the beginning. We believe in personalized automation. So any automation you're going to use, you make it personal. And the only way you can make it personal is if you have the ability to merge in you know, the owner's names, the tenant names, their different information about them that you you track. So Lead Simple knew we needed to have all of that data and we need to be updating it consistently. So there's a broad range of property management software out there and we integrate with the main ones. So at Folio, which was fun to figure out how to do, but it's pretty cool what we figured out how to do there. At Folio, Buildium, Rent Manager, PropertyWare, so the kind of the big four, and then Yardi at some point soon We'll also have. But basically, what we're doing is we're pulling all of your current tenant, owner, vendor, lease, unit, property information on a daily basis into Lead Simple so that you have it there to drive your processes forward. So, for a lease renewal, for example, that means you can take all of your tenants within Lead Simple, filter them down to when their lease is expiring. Usually, you would do this like 90 days before there, you know. So, if we were triggering, I guess today, we'd be triggering May lease renewals at the beginning of February we'd be triggering all the lease renewals for May. Then with a few clicks, you can select all those tenants, select all based on that end date, and then bulk trigger all of your lease renewal processes, which have an automated notification to the owner, if you wanna have it set up that way, that lets them know this is coming up, these are the options we're planning to offer, let us know if you don't wanna move forward, otherwise we're gonna move forward with these options. Those are some critical things too. always make sure that the owner communication is the right amount and also that you're, you're going to move forward. Like you're taking ownership, they've given you responsibility and you're, you're going to move forward without a response unless they basically structure your communication that allows them to just be like, great, awesome. AJ, Chris, you got it. I don't even need to respond to this email.
2: That is a key, like, I guess, frame to be presenting a property owner is that here are the selections and then you know we're gonna move forward with this one, you know unless you say otherwise and it exactly and like this, that's why they sign a power of attorney for a right. property and right it's so you can make decisions on their behalf. Go ahead, AJ.
1: Oh yeah, what I was gonna say too is what I really do like about the system is as you're using it to have employees do the process like you have control over what they do like it's right it's not like this paper checklist where they just like check it off like they actually like it either gets done for them or they actually do it so yeah that's like, so what's really nice about having those tasks like programmed into the crm yep. and keeping track and like i can go back and review like what was actually done
0: yeah um, what people said helpful. what yeah. Because all that's a huge thing. This isn't just a simple checklist that's just like, you know, it's not a digital checklist. It's actually full communication tracking as well. So emails, calls, text messages can all be made within the process, either automated or not, and then tracked holistically as well. So you can come back and be like, hey, did Joe actually do our process? Whereas if you've got a paper checklist, Joe may just check it off, or if you've got a manual, he may read it once and have his own process that he does on the side. So there's really, you know, infinite opportunity here and I just want to emphasize that coming back to own the outcome, that is a core principle for lead simple and like we get on the phone with people, we jump in and my whole team has grown significantly just by our massive growth in the last year after we've done this launch of new operations focused features to just be able to have that bandwidth to jump on the phone, to get into people's real business. And you you ultimately become a business consultant. Because sometimes we're like, hey, you really actually need to hire someone in the maintenance coordination role. And having a process in that to set that up, you can leverage a remote employee to do that. There's no reason not to, and it will keep your costs down. So you become really a consultant for the business because you're helping them optimize their their process, which goes way deeper than just a checklist.
2: That is awesome. Cool. Do you want to just hit some of the technology highlights, you know, whether it's so we, you mentioned kind of data integration and it, like yeah. we, we kind of like touched on like a, a technology, yes. like if this, then that, I know that that's yes. kind of the old technology now, but <laughs> you know, I want to yeah, say I'll if, hit some highlights. a bunch, a bunch of our listeners probably don't know that much about the, the tech that is out there for automation.
0: Yeah, so when it comes to, to automation, again, human automation is best. Making it very personal is best. Text based is best. But highlights in terms of technology, so data integration, pulling in all of your data from you know your accounting software within property management. The, you guys I know use Folio, A lot of people do. Propertyware is the next biggest one, and you got Buildium. And so pulling that in is key, and having that be automated so you don't have to double data entry all the time is critical. Then, I mean, automating text messages with local area code numbers so people are far more likely to pick pick things up and respond to you. I mean, if you have a first contact, if you can contact an owner within five minutes of when they reached out to you, you have 135% higher likelihood of closing that owner because he is looking at, you know, he's probably on the next competitor's website, almost about to enter their form, and you, you got to them first. so. Time to first contact. That's something that Lead Simple helps you do by actually instantly calling you when a new lead comes in. So instantly calling you and giving you the chance to press one to call that owner back if you have, if you have the availability. Obviously, making sure that someone does that is key, even if it's just a warm body receptionist or remote employee that you, you have. Just to, to have that initial conversation, ask that owner a few questions and be the first to touch them. So that's a really key automation is that first response time. And then throughout all of your processes, all of us write emails again and again and again, and and property management is so focused on, it is process. You guys are doing the same thing. You're trying to deliver the same customer experience on every single property with the small nuances there. And so having templates that reflect what you write over and over and over, both text, messages, and emails tied together can save so much time. Even if it's a manual template, you just, you're going to click and send it, make a few adjustments. It can save massive amounts of time. So having that automation and then processes can be set up, like you said, with if this, then that. So based on the data that we have, we can say, okay, if this property has an HOA, these steps apply. If it doesn't, then the steps are skipped and they are hidden. So you can basically have the process really reflect the property you're working on, the owner you're working with, whatever it may be, so that you don't show a bunch of steps that don't apply. I could go on and on on how to uh, to integrate and all of that. We also integrate with Zapier, which connects to tons of other apps if you don't want to do some cool automation there. I personally do some, uh, quite a bit internally with my team as we you know hook up Calendly for scheduling on calendar, scheduling and all of that into Lead Simple. So we do a lot of integration in that regard, but there's plenty of things possible. If you want to reach out, I'd be happy to talk more about
1: we, uh, it. We, we looked into using Lob to send yes. notices. And that's been one of Chris's things. Like, you know, having someone in the office print it out and then send it or, or like stamp it, mail it, and then send it has been kind of one of our banes. Like it's not we, yes. that's very fun. We had that set up
2: for 72-hour notices and 30-day notices. But it's with the it, rent it, moratorium... That shut that down. Right.
0: But no, Lob worked. is awesome, yep. and you can integrate that with, with lead simple as well. Based on a you know a stage change or a task being completed, mm-hmm. you can like say send Lob Mailer, and that triggers Lob. Yeah. I thought
1: I thought we found out that it wasn't getting mailed there on time, though. Did they Did they well, resolve we, that? We
2: were just using their API to create PDFs, and oh. then look, okay, which which is awesome. Like we had a form. <laughs> And uh, (laughs) then we would use Zapier and their API and it would create a PDF and we would just download the PDF and it was, okay. it it made it so that, you know, no one had to use DocuSign to fill out forms. They would just go to a Google sheet, copy and paste all of the past due tenants. And then the PDFs would show up like five minutes later, as opposed to doing like 10 or 15 DocuSign to be manually filled out Uh, but with the 30-day it was it was taking like two weeks for one of those letters to get out so with the 30-day notice we could totally lob those but the 72-hour notices we would have to just and i I don't know if it's gotten better but those have to like be mailed out
0: be faster
2: yes (laughs) okay
0: yeah Yeah. so i've seen a lot of people connect with lob and do some cool things in that regard sounds like we need to get a time on the calendar to geek out over how that could could work um, in the future, but I know we're... Well, cool. Well, Well,
1: Chris, you got some follow-up questions or should we get to the uh, uh, the final? I think we got to close
2: it up. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, well, awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and get the first one going. So Zach, I know that you're a younger guy, so you might have a different answer to this one, but we typically ask what's one piece of advice you would give your 25-year-old self?
0: Yeah. So as I, as I would say, I'm actually in my 25th <laughs> year and just started work earlier than most. So I've been, been around, people think I'm older than I am, but I'm going to default back to what my mentor told me recently specifically about this. And I just want to pass it on. Again, if you can find a mentor that's way ahead of you, definitely look into that. It's been fantastic and phenomenal for me. But what he, what he told me and what I would say is a decade between 20 and 30 is a time for maturity. So becoming mature, coming, becoming a full person, coming into your own, really. You're not a kid anymore. And then number two, financial responsibility. So becoming financially responsible, learning how to, to utilize money well, budget, do all those things, because most people within that age group really struggle in that regard, and it can really change the trajectory of your life. And then number three is build your story. And that relates to not just your career, but take away that people buy stories. They don't buy resumes. So having a story that is compelling and working for companies that are more well-known in the space that you're particularly interested in, working with organizations that, that are well-known and building a story that then you can execute on later in life. So that's what he's told me. That's what I'm putting into practice. Now that would be my answer. Cool, I like that. Have you read Set for Life? Scott Trench. No, I haven't read that. I worked on um, with Michael Hyatt's Living Forward, which might be similar, but definitely I'll put that on my reading list.
2: You should absolutely read it. It's our next book club book. I awesome. Today, we just read The Millionaire Real Estate Investor, which is another oh, amazing yes. book. So, yeah. Okay. Next question. So, what was your first entrepreneurial endeavor? <laughs>
0: First entrepreneurial endeavor was landscaping. So landscaping company. Um, mowing lawns. Yeah, mowing lawns and doing that. So, And I figured out pretty quickly that there's only so, and, and no offense to anyone that's in the space, but basically you can only mow a lawn so well and you can only do do landscaping so well. And I knew that if I was going to go anywhere in that space, it had to be the owner route and fully owning a company and scaling up in that regard. But it didn't tie in with my talent around technology and my interest there. So it was great for that young, young kicking off years and made some money. It was a fantastic thing to get outside work during uh, high school and definitely a really good experience going through that first like, setup of anything business related and lic- you know, licensing and all that. So it was great. Good experience. Cool. Very good.
1: Next question we have is, how has your formal and informal training shaped your journey?
0: Yeah. So I would say I've learned a lot from formal, but I've learned more from on the job doing actual real world business. I think there's a lot to be said about academia and being good, but also at the price at which it comes and the time at which it takes nowadays. I think many people would be better served by really getting into an internship, getting into a career field and just doing something. So, I mean, 50%, I think 50, 60% of majors are never used by the people that get them. They work in some other field. So if you're really not sure where you want to land, I would say, just do something, get out there, try something out. I tried landscaping first, figured out that wasn't what I wanted to do, ended up in technology. Now I'm in real estate, you know, doing some, starting to do some investing as well as working with a bunch of real estate property management professionals. And I love it. So it takes, there's a journey to to that. But I would say much of what I've learned has come from on the job, mentoring, and not just formal education. So, did you
2: come in with, I guess, formal like computer programming or you know information to, like yeah. systems?
0: So to I a degree or I did not. So, the only major work that I, or my major was focused on business administration and, and finance. So, it wasn't focused go. on technology. And that's another example.
2: So informally, Uh, how did you get into technology? Was it?
0: Yeah, networking. So my, pretty much everyone in my family has actually ended up in tech in one way or the other. So a bunch of different companies. And so I knew someone and reached out for an internship and he's like, sure, come in unpaid internship. I worked there for a month. It was supposed to be a three month internship. And he's like, oh, I'm going to hire you. And so <laughs> he hired me deal. a month. So, But, I, but I, it was a month unpaid before that. So I had to go out on a limb first. So you might have to do that.
2: All right. Well, our final question is, what was your Moby Dick? I like to switch this up. The normal question is of real estate, but right. also like business opportunity. Just like what's the one opportunity either in real estate or, or in life that got away?
0: Yeah, so real estate, I would say I'm very much hoping what I'm currently shooting to the the current house that I'm, if this one gets away, I'll be very upset. (laughs) So I guess I'd say I'm in the middle of maybe what might be the Moby Dick for real estate. (laughs) But on the work end of things, the Moby Dick for me was working with a particular client and making a mistake that cost that company about, it was an e commerce company that I was working with, and I made a mistake that was significant in terms of, how the, the code had been set up, and they, the, it took the website down for about eight hours and lost them about100,000 dollars in that period of time. That's actually profit, not revenue. And that was really bad. That was two years into my career, and fortunately, so it was pretty terrible few weeks surrounding that, but ultimately was able to rescue that scenario, pay for my sins, and ultimately have rescued it. But for that period of time, it was probably the worst work moby dick type experience i've <laughs> ever had <laughs> that is rough that is yes. very rough but well. i learned a lot from that you can learn a lot from your mistakes
2: so uh, tell us about your your deal it's basically
0: you know it's an off market deal yeah. a potential owner carry contract yeah yeah so basically off market deal discovered in the local market they do not Where's have a reason that? it's actually right up in vancouver Washington, okay. so not far from you guys. Okay. And it's someone I discovered that doesn't basically, doesn't really have a reason to own the home. They live further so when, away.
1: When you say discovered, like how, how'd, you, how'd you come in contact with them?
0: Yeah. So it was through looking for rentals in the area. And so figured out that they they basically had, it's never been on the market until more or less recently. And yeah, I could get into how I how I figured that out. But basically, just found found it via Craigslist listing and then figured out that the owners don't really have an idea or a reason to own it. And then there's actually a little bit of a connection with them. And so that's kind of, kind of the connection. It's fairly hot market, as you guys know right now, when it comes to this type of house. And there's a lot of things about it. Like it'd be a very ideal rental. But the idea right now is to try to come in back door to cut down a little bit on closing costs and and get in particularly with the rates being so low right now there, there's it's a no brainer I've been holding off last year just to see how things would line out with the the economy and everything when covid but basically the idea would be my wife and I would live here for a little you know live at that house for a little bit because we like the location and then flip it into a rental and move on to another investment deal after that, so that's kind of the the plan. So, this would be my Moby Dick if we don't, don't get this. I'm pretty confident what I've drafted letter wise is going to be pretty compelling to them. I'm going to be sending that tomorrow. So, I'll keep you guys updated. Okay. Good luck. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, awesome. guys. Really appreciate well, the conversation. Zach,
1: Zach, thank you very much for coming on the Win podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, it was great chatting with you today. And, you know, hopefully our listeners learned a lot about it. So streamlining processes, we really appreciate it. So we'll see you next time. And
2: we're looking forward to, you know, moving forward with the process program that you've got to help us with our operations. So
0: sweet. Looking forward to supporting you all as well. So yeah, Yeah. excited about that. Thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed the conversation and hope all the listeners enjoy that as well. If you want to reach out to me at any time, uh, ZACH at leadsimple.com. Zach at leadsable.com. I'd be happy to talk about anything and everything related to real estate process management, etc. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Professionals Investing Podcast on WIN, your community for investing knowledge for growth. Please take a second to rate us so that we can get more great investors to interview. If you or someone you know wants to be on, please go to westsideinvestors.com and fill out our form.